to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from Down Under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alright, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. I'm Joel Bunkle. I'm actually in Australia this week. I'm coming to you from New York. And this week, I'm joined by Corb Eland. Unfortunately, Mark is... Uh, off today, he's been called into work super early, Corb, so it's just you and me. You know, we do what we can to make it work, right? You know, time zones don't matter. We make this thing happen. <laughs> That's it. It was an interesting week of football, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I think one of the big stories was Carson Wentz. Tell us about him. What happened there? Yeah, benched. Third quarter benched. Jalen Hurts comes on and plays pretty well, and uh, now it looks like he's got the, uh, the starting gig. I think um, this is a... Uh, I mean, it's kind of exciting if you're a Philly fan, but at the same time, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for Philly with the amount of uh, salary that Wentz is taking up in that cap. Well, it's been an inconsistent year for the team, that's for sure. He's, a lot of his weapons have been going out with injuries, but his inconsistency has been consistent throughout the whole season. 15 interceptions so far leading the league. I think he averages like six yards per attempt or, or yards per for completion, which is horrible. Um, so yeah, it, 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 they have every reason to bring Hertz in. That's for sure. Thirty-five million dollars a year, Carb for uh, for Wentz, and he's still got a couple of years left on the contract. It's a bit of an issue for Philly, I think. I think they've got more than one issue to fix, but <laughs> Wentz is definitely a big one. Speaking of issues, the Chargers probably got one. Um, didn't put any points up on the board and lost to the Pats, forty-five to zero. Explain that one for me, Carb. I don't think you can. What is this high school football? Like, I mean, it was you're supposed to have your main man Austin Eckler back. The offense was meant to be firing again. I I can't explain it. It was just a total domination by the Pats. Cam Newton just having a time. He did. He did. Um, and it was a week of upsets also in the NFL. We had the Giants beat Seattle. We had the big one with Washington beating the undefeated Pittsburgh. Both starting to turn that NFC least into the uh, the NFC beast car. I love the Washington football team doing well now that their name has been eradicated. Um, I think it's it's awesome to see Alex Smith do well also. Um, somehow that team has pulled it together. And I'd love to see them make it into the playoffs and do well. Well, I thought we'd just uh, rattle off a few injuries. It's that time of year. We're on the verge of fantasy playoffs here. We've only got one more. Well, you might be into playoffs this week or you might be into playoffs next week. Um, either way, it's uh, these are kind of the big guys that you should be uh, thinking about and how they impact your fantasy team. Um, maybe I'll just run through them quickly, Corb, and we can discuss any of the, the big ones in there. We've got uh, CMC. He's been reported back at practice this week. DJ Moore has been battling with a bit of a, an ankle issue, even though he was on that COVID list, so he's likely to miss another week. Um, but keep an eye on his status. Antonio Gibson hurt his toe in week 13. He's looking pretty doubtful for the week ahead. Uh, Josh Jacobs still questionable for this week. Joe Mixon apparently reports are he's coming off IR soon. I don't know if he's going to return for week 14, but maybe for your playoff finals, might be a bit of a risky play. We'll see how we go. Uh, we've got Swift from Detroit. He missed last game with an illness. Still questionable for the week ahead. Uh, Corb, your man CH, he missed last week's game and probably would have cost a few fantasy owners because it was a very late withdrawal because um, I think he was actually active for the game but ill and just didn't play. 
And Daniel Jones, they're kind of saying that he might be returning. You've got to think how that affects that uh, that receiving core and some of the players on that team. And uh, finally, we've got Chris Goldwyn, who missed practice this week with a bit of a finger injury. So he's also questionable for the week ahead. I think one I would go back to is for the Washington football team there with Antonio Gibson. He'd been pretty flashy the last few weeks, but his counterpart, J.D. McKissick, has also been pretty consistent. Um, with Gibson out, look for McKissick to get into that RB2 status um, solidly, I would say. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, they've got um, Peyton Barber there in the mix as well, and they've kind of thrown both of those guys some reps there. I think um, McKissick's shown himself to be very capable throughout the year and has definitely at times, uh, you know, I think we've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times, has been, you know, flexed into a good position to get points. Yeah, and especially in the passing side of the game, Alex Smith loves a good dump down to the running back. He's been getting between five and ten targets a game lately. So I think it's it's really, especially in those PPR leagues, keep McKissick high on your list. If he's not on your team, maybe go and find him. Indeed. All right, Carb, let's get into the waivers. Uh, what are we going to do here? Yeah, speaking of going and getting players, um, this is really in your last run here into the playoffs, there are still moves to be made, right? So we're going to quickly run through a couple players for you who we think would be worth the pickup. Um, we might quickly review last week's to see if we made the right choices. But um, yeah, this is this is it, guys. This is your final stretch. Picks, guys, that you could add to your team as last-second additions if you're struggling at, at any position. But I think we're, we focused on the wide receivers once again, Joel. Why don't you start I think we've off? gone for a for a couple of game winners this week. Some some potential playoff busting kind of playmakers that you can grab off the waivers for this week. We had a bit of a mixed week last week with uh, Perriman getting two point eight points and uh, getting uh, injured in the game. Debo Samuel, which was Mark's pick, got ten point six. Had a pretty good game, and you picked Aguilar at five point eight. Um, this week ahead, there's a couple of great options. I think Corb, and uh, why don't you kick us off? Well, I think all of those guys last week, if they're still available, are definitely valuable picks, um, Debo Samuel being one of them if he's still on the board. But I'll start us off with another wide receiver who surprisingly flashed some greatness this week. It was Kiki Kute, um, wide receiver for Houston. Now, we, we called out this matchup last week, Joel. Um, we knew there were going to be some opportunities with Will, Furl, Will Fuller out on suspension. Um, but hey, it was... I thought it was going to be Cooks, potentially, who would come out and have a decent game, but it was Kute who filled in. Um, he had a team-high nine targets. He caught eight of them for 141 yards, so he had a big day. Yeah, and man, I think everyone thought it was going to be Cooks, right? Yeah, I think I think me and Mark both picked Cooks in our wide receiver choices, um, which we'll get to later in the matchup section. But um, yeah, Kute looked great. Um, if Fuller stays out, it looks like he's really slotted in and just taken over his usual seven targets per game. Keep him, keep Watson hot, keep Kute on on under his spotlight, and I think yeah, they should breeze through the last few weeks. And one of the big things to call out is that, say, he does stay in on this role, um, has a great matchup in this in the championship round against Cincinnati. So if there was a, a streamable wide receiver in your championship round, Kute might be the guy. Could be a long shot if you're but if you're in a deeper league, keep an eye on him for sure. It's all or nothing right now, Corb. We've got guys going for the playoffs just on the edge, setting up their seasons. 
Um, the next guy I've got is a guy who comes up a lot on the show, uh, and it's Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He's been uh, mentioned on our matchup show. I'm sure he's been mentioned on our waiver show throughout the year. And uh, look, his past four weeks have been really solid. He's had a great floor, eight or nine points. Doesn't sound great, but the ceiling is what's exciting. You know, the ceiling really showed this week that he, he played against Cleveland, had the game against the Browns, 29.7 points, massive game, and heads into a very favorable matchup with Jacksonville. Um, you know, we saw him get 12 receptions, 12 targets, I should say, last week with uh, AJ Brown looking a little ginger at times throughout the game. This could be a real playoff ceiling player for you. Man, Tannehill is hot. I think we'll get to him a bit later. But um, yeah, Tennessee's looking great right at the right time of the season. Yeah, if, if they're, I mean, if they can bounce it off from the run game and open up things in the past, then that's what they did last week. Tannehill was hot. Corey Davis came away with the lead this week. We'll see. I mean, A.J. Brown is definitely still a talent, but if he's feeling ginger, if he's got some injuries happening, then it looks like Corey Davis is the guy who's filled in. Love All it. right, great. Well, let's move straight on to the matchups, Corrup. Uh, why don't you uh, give us a bit of a rundown of how we're doing this? Right, so matchups. Um, basically, in this section, what we do is we look at the four best matchups at each position, right? So we'll take you through the major positions um, of, of any fantasy team. Um, but we're going to focus on really the RB2 or wide receiver 2 options, right? These are the guys who you're really having to put in the thought and, and consider the matchup. These aren't your automatic starts. We want these to be helpful for you, people who you may be doubting as to whether you should start. Uh, and then, you know, we'll look at the QB, tight end, and, and defenses that are typically outside of the top 10, but maybe in a favorable matchup um, and somebody you might want to look at streaming for a week or perhaps picking up off the waivers. So, um, yeah, we start off with running backs. But Joel, why don't you jump in? We do. So, uh, last week, uh, we had a pretty good week of running backs. We gave you Naeem Hines at 10.7. Um, Marks had uh, suggested uh, David Montgomery there at 25 points. It was a great week uh, for David Montgomery. And then even New Corp had uh, J.K. Dobbins at 13.1 points. So, all putting up above the uh, required 10 points into the double digits, which is good uh, this week. Um, good option here, I think, uh, Jamal Williams from Green Bay. You know, he's played 46% of the team's snaps since returning from uh, from that COVID uh, exclusion. And he's he's done that in all except for one game. This week, he's got the Lions, and we know that their, their running defense is pretty poor. Uh, and that's not just bound to the ground. It's also, you know, the passing to RBs as well. So with a league-high seven touchdowns, uh, what we've seen uh, this year at Green Bay is Williams has been targeted, uh, you know, has had four plus targets in a game on five different occasions this year. So uh, Jamal could be, uh, even with Aaron Jones in the team, could uh, could be in for a, a good day against Detroit. Yeah, he does like to fill in on those passing downs, um, and he's proven that he can get those touchdowns as well. But that's really what it's going to take for him. Aaron Jones has been my guy, so I've loved that 77-yard touchdown he had this week. But um, no, definitely one one of the two options I think that are out there on for running backs. Um, for me, I've got Cam Akers. So this is a guy who I drafted in at least one of my leagues. Um, but he's the running back out in LA for the Rams, and it seems like he's finally the top dog, Joel. I think he's taken over of this mix. Right? Uh, they had these three different running backs, all were playing a different role, but. 
here late in the season. I think he's finally figured it out. And hey, he's proven himself in the last couple of weeks against a couple top rushing defenses in San Francisco and Arizona. So really, he's put up at least 80 yards and a touchdown in both of those games. He's got New England coming up, um, and it looks like the Rams' O-line is really blocking well for him. So I think it's time to let Cam Akers eat. Not not Cam Newton, but Cam Akers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, um, that LA backfield's been a bit of a mystery all year. Um, might be starting to settle down a little bit. All right, are you going to stick with... I've been told... I've been messaged by Mark. Mark says, got to go with every pick that Joel doesn't go with. Um, I'm going to stick with Jamal Williams. Uh, Corb, I'm assuming you're going to stay with Akers. Yeah, I'll stick with Akers. Wide receivers now, Corb. How did we go last week? Yeah, last week, um, none of us broke that 10-point marker that we need in order for it to be valid. So to explain that to me, Joel, is that is that required in order for a point to be put on the board for a pick? That's it. Um, we want to see at least 10 points of our, out of our running backs, receivers, tight ends, 20 points out of a quarterback, and at least eight points out of a defense every week. So we're only putting quality scores on the board. Um, so no points given out last week for us. Yeah, everyone was under under that 10. I at least picked the right man of our group. But yeah, it wasn't enough uh, to really make any any valid points here. But yeah, Cooks only had nine points, Pittman with 7.1, and, and Shepard with 4.7. So yeah, maybe we can do a little better this week. Joel, what do you think? I think so. Uh, why don't you kick us off with your guy? Will do. I'm going to pick a guy who I've actually had on my bench the last few weeks for multiple reasons, but I didn't start him this week and Maybe I should have. Didn't need him, but um, it was Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for San Francisco. So we talked to, we mentioned Debo Samuel earlier. Um, he was one of our picks in the, off the waiver wire last week. But um, Brandon Ayuk has been the double trouble in San Francisco alongside Debo Samuel at the wide receiver position. Um, but he finished up this week with 95 yards and a touchdown against Buffalo which was his first appearance since week 10 because he's had some injuries and he was out with COVID. Um, but he's been amazing and really flashy this season. I think he's got a lot of potential at, at being a young guy at the wide receiver position. Um, but hey, he equaled Samuel's targets on the day this week. They both had nine targets, which is awesome. I and mean, you've got a dual threat like that. It means the top cornerback might not always be able to cover the top guy. And he gets the Washington football team next week, which I expect He'll flourish once again, whether Samuel is out on the field or not. Um, I love Ayuk. I think he's got a lot of potential, so I'm going for him. I think Ayuk um, poses a lot of upside if Samuel is on the field, especially against uh, Washington's decent secondary as well. So, um, you know, they might be able to shut down Debo in this coming week, and I think that opens up some uh, some options there for Ayuk, doesn't it? Let's hope so. I'm going for that 10-plus points. He's my, he's my pick this week. Which one have you got, Joel? Uh, I've got Corey Davis. I'm going to back in my waiver wire pickup for the week and say he's a brilliant option this week. He's got Jacksonville, um, a very favorable matchup. I might surprise you, uh, Corey, but it's Davis, not AJ Brown, that leads both targets and receptions for Tennessee on the year, with uh, Davis having three 100-yard performances in his last five games. The Jags allow the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, it's a good good matchup, good option there. We've, we've seen that A.J. Brown probably going to play, but he's maybe just battling a little bit of an injury there. So 
maybe uh, Corey Davis gets a few more looks. Seems like a pretty solid matchup line there. I think things are looking great for Corey Davis. So pick him up and start him, people. That, that's the that's message. It. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with Davis. You're going to stick with Ayuk. Mark gets Ayuk by, uh, by default, and we'll move into the quarterbacks. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So last week, um, a decent round. I, I had a bit of a bust with um, Miami not playing Fitzpatrick and bringing Tua back into the equation. So a big fat goose egg next to Fitzpatrick. Um, Mark had Kirk Cousins with 22.7 points, which was solid. But Corrib, it was you with the performer of the week with your guy Taysom Hill with 23.58, giving you uh, in our in our point system, we're giving you double points in the lead into the uh, into the playoffs. So you're now equal with Mark on the year of picking uh, picking the right quarterback. So um, pretty good game by Taysom, wasn't it? Yeah, he's been consistent. You know, um, three weeks in a row now with you know 18, 24, and 24 points about. I think I think he's pretty special. I mean, he's the dual threat, like we mentioned. While I'm talking about him, I might as well let you know, Joel, that he's my pick again this week. Um, oh, back to back. Yeah. I mean, well, I knew he would do pretty well against Atlanta in this last week, right? Because that's what he did in his first game when he started. Um, but now he's got the Eagles, who we know have been... You know, they have a decent passing defense. But again, the reason why I like Taysom is because he brings that dual threat. He's got the rushing attack that he brings each game. And he hasn't hasn't failed yet. Um, so really, I think it's time to ride Taysom deep into the playoffs. If you haven't scooped up this guy or considered streaming him, um, he's got a, a great thing going there in New Orleans, assuming Breeze is staying out with that rib injury. Um, I'll keep riding yeah. Taysom as long as I can. Yeah, It's hard to, hard to imagine that we're going to be able to see Breeze for maybe the regular season, maybe in, in the actual NFL playoffs we'll see him. But, um, yeah, look, he's been great and, uh, you know, has not been uh, nearly as bad a passer as everyone thought he was going to be as well. So love the dual threat action on Taysom there. Um, we uh, we alluded to him before. Uh, my guy, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee. He's topped 22 points in two of his last three matches. He's available on, you know, a surprising amount of waiver wire out there at the moment. Um it plays Jacksonville this week, and four of their last six opponent QBs have scored more than 22 points. All six of those players got more than 17.7 points around that mark there. So it's not necessarily a fantasy matchup winner, but it's good or reliable if you're taking risks at other positions. You're riding that Titan train, Joel. You've got the wide receiver and the quarterback. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm banking on that double uh, that double hookup and uh, hopefully some points for both. Yeah, I can remember when Tannehill was with Miami and he just couldn't quite find his rhythm, but he's really found something here with that Titans offense. Um, found some weapons. And they're hot at the right time of the year. So let's let's see how far they can go. We'll also give a bit of an honorable mention. This, uh, we've got Jalen Hurts, who is playing your guy, Taysom Hill. It'll be interesting to see uh, how he goes in his first official NFL start. For this weekend yeah i think um he's got some talent as well he's he's an athletic guy he had a few nice tosses um, in this last week to try and catch up in a game that that was pretty much already lost um so yeah i think new orleans offers a different kind of threat 
but you know they haven't been consistent by any means either. Um, they've looked good under under Taysom, but um, it'll be a fun matchup to watch these two guys who have come in late in the season and and stepped in for their teams and bring kind of a different approach to the position. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. I mean, it's good for me. I'm excited to see Hertz because he's the last, you know, the last rookie quarterback that I wanted to see for this year. You know, play a full game as well after we've seen Burrow and after we've seen Herbert and we've seen Tua as well now. So um, I think he's the last of that elite class of QB that we'll uh, we'll see for the year. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, to the most hated position in fantasy football this year, the tight end. Yeah, this is why I draft Travis Kelsey, just so everyone knows. But um, oh, don't rub it in, Carb. Everyone out here is suffering. We don't need these Kelsey uh, Kelsey prophets spreading the word of King Kelsey to the rest of the world. But yeah, it, we, it means that we have to do a bit more work in this section of the show because um, you just never know how it's going to go. But hey, Joel, you did pretty well in your pick last week. You had Gasicki. Boom game if you had played him. Yep, that's awesome from a tight end. Almost 20 points. 19.3 uh, mark gave us Aikens and he didn't really see too much of it again all of those uh all of those points going uh not to where they were supposed to go but QT picking up those uh picking up those points instead and uh your guy had a pretty good game Robert Tunyon as well with 11.9 yeah he, he broke that 10 point mark that helps but hey it wasn't enough to take down Gasicki who's your guy for this week Carp? Well, we've got a couple new ones to add into the mix if you haven't considered any of the guys above. Um, but really, for me this week, it's Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Now, we did just discuss how the Chargers put up a big goose egg against New England and were smashed 45 to nothing. But hey, um, I also love calling out any team that's playing Atlanta. Um, we know that the offenses run hot against that Atlanta defense. Um, and Hunter Henry's got... He's been pretty, fairly consistent, right? You know, he's he's now a veteran. I can remember when he first came into the league, but he's definitely a guy that when he plays well can put up points. Um, and he's shown that, you know, he's had 10-plus points in three of his last four games, if you basically just ignore that last game, which I'm sure <laughs> the Chargers would also to. like to forget <laughs> about. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a solid tight end. You know, we mentioned Herbert. I think he's a talent. I think he can connect with hunter henry let's hope that that streak continues and they just forget about last week bounce back game carb that's what you want that's what we need exactly my guy's a bit of a sleeper carb um and it's uh it's not necessarily a guy that you'd amazingly want to trust but if you're going to go for a boomerbs player and you haven't really got much at tight end anyway then you could roll the dice on cole Komet, who is the tight end or one of the tight ends at the chicago bears um He's outsnapped Jimmy Graham in three straight games now, so it could be a bit of a transition here to commit. And he's fresh off a 12.27 target game against Detroit. Plays Houston this week. They've given up at least 48 yards or a touchdown in five of their last seven games to tight ends. Um, could be a good option if you know if you, if if you can see that um, that Chicago Bears offense is going to go beyond just David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Uh, Cole Komet's been getting involved. Like any tight end, the, the touchdown dependency is, is huge. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard of Cole Komet, to be honest. If he's stepping right. in for Jimmy Graham, who maybe is seeing his role diminish, then hey, like we said, we're desperate here at the tight end position. That's right. I and mean, you know, that uh, Chicago Bears offense, it's not overly inspiring. Hasn't 
I mean, they started well. They started five and one against a, a pretty easy lineup, and then have struggled since. So I think finding uh, some new players, some new options, will uh, reinvigorate their offense. Well, it's an interesting trend that I think is valid across all positions and all of these picks we're making is that recency is important, right? You, you can't be considering the overall average across the entire season anymore. You, you really got to look at the recent streaks. And hey, Komet with seven targets in, the, in that last game of 12.2 points. Targets really in any catching position is a great sign of something that's to come. So makes a lot of sense. Most definitely. All right, on to the final category, and it's defense. And we had a great week last week, Karab. All of the teams putting up more than the eight points required to score the point. And you took out the points again with Miami having 14 points on the week. I had Green Bay with 10. Mark had Seattle with 9, even though they lost the game. Uh, good all-round week for defense. Yeah, that's excellent, actually. Um, surprisingly difficult to get over eight points on your defense. You don't always count on them to be the contributor for the team, but... Hey, I'll take 14 from Miami. That's awesome. That's what you take. You'd love anytime you can get double digits from a defense. It's always a good boost to your week. Definitely. All right. Well, I'll kick us off this week and I am going to back in this week, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They were hopeless earlier in the season, but the Carolina defense is a much improved unit. Now their last two games, just, they just had their buy, but their, their last two games before the buy, had 17 and 19 points, which is uh, pretty amazing. And that included a shutout against Detroit. They're fresh off the bye, so they should have a bit of time to recoup and uh, refresh their team. And they're facing a Denver team at home this week. Denver gives up a league-high 2.3 giveaways per game. So could be a great option this week and uh, might still be on your waiver wires. Maybe some eagle-eye owner has picked them up over the last couple of weeks. I think that's an amazing storyline for Carolina's defense. Um, Again, that recency bias is something you have to pay attention to. These teams that are making a turnaround, players get injured, players come back from injury. It's always shifting, always evolving. So yeah, Carolina is known to have a decent decent defense, right? And I think they did suffer with injuries early in the season. Well, this is what they drafted for too, Karab. This is, you know, they essentially just almost exclusively drafted for defense. And, you know, these things don't just happen overnight. If the, you start working as a unit, can take half a season, can take longer for it to all gel together. I love it. Um, I think that's a great pick. I'll, I'll back that up with another team that's shown some improvement over the last few weeks. Uh, maybe their offense is still struggling, but their defense has looked all right. And that's the Giants. That's our guy Mark's team. Um, the Giants defense, they're taking on Arizona this week. So, hey, in the last three games, um, the Giants are in the top 10 against the run in terms of yards allowed and top five against against the pass, again, in terms of yards allowed. So really, like, they've been a, a tight defense and they've held teams to low scores and low production on offense. Um, and they're playing against an Arizona team that's really been floundering. They've lost the last three games in a row. Their offense has been anything but consistent. Um, they're really kind of searching for that identity. So I think the Giants are in a great position to take advantage and throw some some wild stuff at them, maybe get a few takeaways. I like the Giants' defense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them. Oh, Karab, I think you've made uh, a couple of the friends I'm staying with here in New York uh, who are massive Giants fans very happy by saying that. Uh, Giants, definitely, their defense is the, the best part of their team, really. 
Um, and obviously with Daniel Jones out this past week and maybe he's coming back, it doesn't, I don't think, make a much difference to their to their offense, to be honest, even with Colt McCoy in the game. But their defense has been what keeps them in games and, uh, and you know, in the case of uh, this past week, beating Seattle really well in the game. Yeah, I think it's been awesome to see. I've got them stashed on my bench, so I watched them pick up some points last week. I think I played the Chargers, though, in, in one of my weeks, so I shouldn't have done that. They gave up 45 points. But yeah, you just you can never tell. But yeah, the Giants have been consistent, so you got to go with who's been playing well recently, as we've been saying. All right, you're going to stick with the Giants. Probably, Karab, I'm going to stick with uh, Carolina. Um, I think that rounds out our week. So we've got some great matchups though this uh, this week ahead in the NFL. Um, and I just wanted to draw your attention to three divisional battles, kind of in that equal top or very close top range. And the uh, the AFC South has the uh, the Titans and the Colts both at eight and four. So don't expect either of those times to be resting players or uh, settling down at this time of year. Uh, the NFC West. Uh, We've got the Rams and the Seahawks at eight and four as well. The cards have dropped to six and six. Now they're in danger of missing playoffs, um, which is a real surprise. You would have said a month ago that the cards were looking like they were uh, they're on their way, Carl. Yeah, that inconsistency is just struck. And the last three games, they just haven't been able to pull it together. They've lost some close games. You can give them that, but at the same time, you got you got to win those if you want to make the playoffs. Yeah, and the other one that's close is the AFC East with the Bills at nine and three and the Dolphins at eight and four, which would be a bit of a surprise. The Pats back at six and six as well. So some close games there. All those teams are going to want to be finishing out the season pretty strong, and obviously no one should be playing their fantasy final playoffs in week seventeen. So hopefully it's all wrapped up by sixteen. So if they are going to rest players, you're not going to miss out. But uh, I don't know, Cobalt games this week. What are you looking forward to? I think the um, Bills and Steelers, that'll be a fun one. Um, both great teams. First of all, I love seeing that the Bills are are relevant again, and and the Dolphins as well. You know, it's been such a run for New England. They're finally coming back down to earth, and these other teams have a chance to breathe. But yeah, Bills and Steelers. That should be a high scoring game. I think they've both got pretty hot offenses. Um, it's just going to be fun to watch two solid teams. Yeah, and Steelers' defense taking on a, an injury or two in the last game as well, so maybe won't be as good as they've been. Uh, another crack of this uh, this week is the Ravens versus the Browns. Uh, the Browns, who are also nine and three, amazingly, like Browns. Where do they come from? Haven't been, you know, they got a lot of hype last season, and now this season they're finally delivering on that without the likes of OBJ as well. Really found their identity under Kevin Stefanski there. Uh, Washington and the 49ers could be an interesting game as well. You'll be hoping, Corb, that Miami doesn't do too well this week, though. No, no. They've got KC once again, which KC has all the cards to play, right? It's just whether they can lay them down in the right order each game. Um, the game this last week was closer than I thought it would be. But, yeah, hey, Miami's been looking hot. Their defense was great last week. I don't know. They're a little inconsistent at quarterback. <laughs> We're not sure who's starting each week. But, um, yeah, I think Casey can get, can pull it out, as they usually do. And I reckon a, a great game to watch, the last one uh, that we'll give you this week to watch, is the uh, the Cardinals playing the Giants. This is do or die for the Cardinals against uh, a Giants team that just beat Seattle, have the confidence. Um, Arizona can't lose this game. It's all over, I think, if they do. 
Yeah, they'd be saying goodbye to their season, that's for sure. I think they're, they've got to be a little disappointed to be in this position, considering all the weapons that they brought in and the way things were looking just a few weeks ago. Do or die, you love those games. It means players are going to be playing a bit desperate. Indeed they will, and we know that uh, the Giants are on a bit of a hot streak. I think they've won four in a row now. Um, and, you know, obviously they're battling it out with Washington too. You know, one of those teams is going to win the NFC East. Someone has to win it. Um, I think uh, the Giants have got the the game in hand against uh, against Washington, so um, they'll be keen to keep winning. Yeah, it should be another another exciting week, and only a couple more weeks left before the playoffs begin. So it's it's about that time. That's it. I'm I'm going in like a. I'm happy to say I've made the playoffs. Um, going to finish first or second, depending. I'm playing second this week in Chippy in our league, so. Um, I don't know. I might take I might take an easy rest. I might take a strategy. I might put my uh, my good players on the bench, give them a rest, and make sure that they're good for next week. Um, make sure they're not too banged up, and and we'll go from there. Yeah, I've, um, I'm on the opposite end, but I've managed to scrounge my way into eighth place in our league. So um, my team's been. You don't hot. want to finish last. You don't want to finish last. My team's been playing how they should have played the whole season, which would have put me in first, of course. But right, um, right. yeah, dreams, dreams. <laughs> indeed alright Carl until next week uh, we'll let all the listeners give them the best of luck for the week ahead and uh, we'll see you then thanks Joel